naked. How were you born? Oh, I was born naked. How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Highly Taken Podcast, episode number 20. New location, not unpacked yet. This is David Siebert coming at you from Tallahassee, Florida. Christian Smith coming at you from Townsend, Delaware. I don't remember where I was. Still in Townsend. I love it. Nick Smith coming at you in Jacksonville. Didn't hear Could it come through. Oh, Man, on, I gotta figure it out. I forgot out. my dream. I forgot did, my joke. Did you uh did you see in the last episode where it didn't go through? I just go. Ks. Is that what I thought it was? Yeah. Like <laughs> no, I I just went. Ks. I went. Ks. But hey, I'm enjoying this bubbly. Good for so, you, buddy. Good for you. you. Guys, I gotta I gotta say, this was the craziest. We'll get right into the dubs and chugs results. This oh was boy. The craziest, craziest week that we've had yet. Let's hear it. And we all pick different games, like for the most part. Yeah. Like obviously two of us are picking the same one, but um for tied for first place. Tied with a total of five. All three of us. What all three of us were tied for with five. It was a tiebreaker. So it goes to a tiebreaker. This is the first time we've ever had to really implicate this tiebreaker. Oh no. So let me Oh no. I will I I'll do you want me to say our scores and then tell you the final? Oh no. Before I know what the tiebreaker was, I know how it is. Before you say anything, I'm just gonna say shout out Nick for uh for reminding me to pick a score this time because I almost didn't pick a score once again for our tiebreaker. I would have lost. I would have lost. You would have been DQ. But because but from because of David's reaction, I feel like I might have won. So let's hear. Let me pick the, the, oh. Let me let me get to it. So tiebreaker game. I said the Astros would win six three. It was Astros Angels. I should preface mm-hmm. that. I said the Astros would win six three. Christian, you said the Astros would win five two. Ah. <laughs> David sorry, said, sorry. <laughs> David said the or the Angels would win four two. Do you want to know what the score was? I know the so score hold on, was. Hold on, did the did the who won? Do you uh, yeah? I final yeah. score was nine to I, eight. Astros. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they they were up by three. They were up by three going into the ninth, and they blew it. And I remember because I was I, I got the notification. I I followed the Angels because I'm a big Mike Trout fan, so I followed the Angels on the <laughs> notification ticker. Mm! Oh, nice. I'm, I'm loving it. So I'm going to take that dub because I was the closest in the overall points, even though we both had it right with the wrong score. So I'm going to take this dub. I'm taking it. I'm taking uh, it, David. You take this L. I was so. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's an asterisk dub there for you. We both got a dub. Listen, I'll, I'll because, obviously I'll take this asterisk. loss, and it's not going to help what I have to do later because I'm taking two losses today. Um, I'll take this loss, but I'll say I got a winning record this week without doing any research. So you know what? I'll take that as a positive. I had two back-to-back losing record weeks, and you know what? I'm never doing research again for this podcast. You want, Dude, we're, doing top 10, we're doing top ten running backs this week. Oh, I'm know. throwing. You know who I'm going to throw in there this week? Freaking Peyton Hillis. Did, did he die? <laughs> no, he's alive. He's alive. Okay. Uh, okay. That was that was that was, uh, that was fake. Just like the the court on the Cobb kid. That whole controversy saying he died this past week. He he the, didn't die. The corn kid. Yeah. <laughs> How would yeah. he die? Don't you know the corn? They said he got hit by a stray bullet, and I'm like, no way. And I looked it up, and apparently he had to take the TikTok and everyone be like, I'm still alive. That's so like, sad. He's like a he's, little kid. He's like, he's like five, six years old. That's yeah. so bad. Um, All right. 
But yeah, David, let let's see it, man. They're cold. They're cold. Hopefully, they're not skunked though. <laughs> oh, dude, you doing a little chug chug? Uh, Nick, I mean, dude, that. it feels so good to be winners, man. You know what I mean? I only have I, I only have one loss on the year, boys, so far. Twenty episodes in, I figure we only do ten results. <laughs> so I mean, I've only lost once, dude. I'm all for it. That one's straight to the head. Oh, you guys suck at picking baseball. Especially... Just whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. whoa! I picked six correct this week, and you picked six. You pick. You pick. We picked five correct. Tiebreaker. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. All right, so let's let's get to it, guys. We're uh we're finally getting some positional skilled players in football. I'm really gonna enjoy this. I feel like we're all gonna be kind of different on this one. Um, so we. We're doing uh, top 10 running backs going into 2023. So, as always, ladies first. Ladies first. Love it. Yeah, start off this list, uh, I'm going to go with the now second-year running back, Brees Hall of the Jets. Look, uh, injuries kind of came into play here and cut the guy's season short. Uh, what are we all laughing about? Damn it. Just the way he's eating his wieners. Ask him about <laughs> his wiener. Oh, my fault. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe that's why. Hold on. I got to adjust something. So I had to pause. Okay, cool. My fault. We're good. We're good. All good. Anyways, at number 10 spot, I have Brees Hall. Um, I mean, his rookie season got cut short because of injuries, but when we did get to see him on the field, he showed uh, that he possessed great speed, agility, and acceleration to make moves to shake the defenders off. Who uh, the make hell those... eats a hot dog <laughs> like that? It's not a coin on the cob. <laughs> you savage, dude. You savage. I will eat this wiener as much as I want, as I please. You can go yeah, like devour that, that glizzy. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, Christian. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> it's all good. No, but I mean, I think he's gonna be able to bounce back from his injury. Um, and he's gonna continue to show what he showed us before his injury this past season. And he's a guy that we're going to be talking about for another th- two to three years to come. Uh, probably higher up on the list, in my opinion, as well, later on in his career. Number nine, I have Austin Eckler. And coming into this list, I thought Austin Eckler was disrespected, putting him this low inside of the top tens. However, as I'm going through this list, I'm coming to realize that there's really only one guy that I have left on this list I'd put him over, maybe, and that's who I have coming in at the eighth spot. But Eckler is a great back in both the running and receiving game, uh, and he's a huge part to that Chargers offense, even being as undersized as he is. But look, man, running back is just – you get him a dime a dozen. There's so many good ones. On top of that, there's – you know, if you have a good line, you're going to have a good running back. Austin Eckler, he comes here. He knows how to play. But the rest of these guys on this list, man, I just don't know if I'm going to take Eckler over them. So coming in at number eight, and as I just noted, this is the only guy I would argue Eckler could go above. I'm going to have Aaron Jones. Now, this is a guy who is another great dual set running back in the NFL. His production has gone down since his stellar 2020 season. But at the same time, the production as an offense and whole has slowed down under poor coaching and poor you know play from everywhere else. But one way or another, this guy, as he leads his team in rushing for the past four years now, he's been over a 1,000-yard rusher. And he puts up over five, six hundred yards receiving each year. He knows what he's, you know, he plays a very, very big role inside of that Green Bay offense. I'd be curious to see what it really looks like now that Rodgers is gone. Uh, I mean, the production in the offense, I think, is going to completely drop. 
But in that case in point, though, I think Aaron Jones will be a workhorse at the same time, and his production might even go up. Number seven, I'm going to throw up Tony Pollard. No. Yeah. This guy, sadly to say, is a stud, uh, and he's provided a rushing attack for the Dallas Cowboys offense when they needed it most, and they couldn't find it inside of Ezekiel Elliott. On top of that, he's a great receiving back, uh, and we've seen that this past year. He had, I believe he had a game or two where he went over 100 yards receiving, and he had multiple games over 100 yards rushing. Uh, in my opinion, he was a clear-cut number one running back for Dallas coming into this season coming up, and that's what they decided to do to franchise tag Pollard and let Zeke go. But somewhere or another, man, I think Pollard is a beast, and I have him at the seven spot. That's all right, man. It happens. Seven, though? Number six. Oh, number six. Give me Jonathan Taylor. Now, this might seem really low for you guys, but for me, I'm not that high of a believer on Jonathan Taylor. I know that's how it is. Look, he came in, right? Rookie season bought out. Great. Dude, my Injury argument seven. isn't him being a six. My argument isn't that at all. It's him being on that list at all. Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a little wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, look, yep. the injury set him back this year. Um, but we have seen what he is capable of, and we see, we know that he can be a very dominant runner. My biggest thing here is is I need to see him do it again. Um, and once I see that, yeah, maybe there's a chance to argue that he could be a top five guy. I mean, you figure just two years ago he was the league leading rusher. Um, rookie of the year, like your guy, he knows he's a good running back. He knows how to play ball. We just need to see another productive season out of him. And again, it was cut short this year because of injuries. I think, again, personally, like I said in the beginning of this, I'm not a high believer in him. I don't think he's going to bounce back and do great. But right now, at this point in time, I'm gonna I got them at the six spot. Coming in at number five, and. <sighs> I hate to say it again, but at the five spot, I'm going to roll with Saquon Barkley. Uh, this is the heart and soul of the Giants' offense, in my opinion. When Barkley is on, the whole team is usually on, except for Daniel Jones because he's never on. Uh, he just produced another 1,000-yard season for the first time in a long time, it feels like, and he showed us you know, what we all remember Barkley as coming out of Penn State and his first year with the Giants. I think if he can you know, continue to stay healthy and continue to get rolling, he'll continue to be able to push this Giants' offense up and above and get them to the playoffs, but continuously losing the first round because, as I mentioned, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Coming at the number four spot, I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs here. Now, I know he just led the NFL in rushing this year, and he has shown over past years that he's a very, very reliable and good option at the position. However, it's not even really a knock to him. It's a knock to the three guys that I have above him are, in my opinion, the cream of the crop. Josh Jacobs was running for a contract year this past year. I believe he got his correct. Did he get his contract? Do you guys nope. remember? Nope. nope. Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs. He's franchise tagged. He got tagged. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. And they're trying. Yeah. They both got franchise tag, and they both aren't showing up to camp right now because they want right. the contract. You may want right. to turn your mic sensitivity up a bit, Nick. You're just kind of kind of quiet. Turn it. But up. yeah, so Jacobs at the four spot. I mean, great season this past year. But, again, I mean, I re- honestly, I really don't have any knocks on the guy. I, I just think the, th- the three guys that I have in front of him are just better than him. Josh Jacobs is a great running back, but there's just three running backs, in my opinion, that are better than him. 
And so coming in at the number three spot, I'm going to go with run CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Now, this is probably one of the best, if not, yep, at the three spot, one of the best, if not, the best all-around running back we have seen in football in recent memory. And the guy can line up. Yep. This is a guy who can line up everywhere you want, all over the field. I mean, he can rush for 100. He can receive for 100. He can score you a touchdown through the run. He can score you a touchdown through the pass. Here's the problem with the guy. Even though we just seen he could play almost a full season, Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy. Not even on top of that, though, but at the end of the day, we are talking about a running back position, a guy who runs the ball. And to my opinion, that's completely different. Or not different, but talking along those, monks, uh, talking along those lines, You'll see. As I as I come into my one my one spot, you'll understand why. Don't don't, don't forget that he threw a passing touchdown last year too. Uh, and hey, let me let me, let me also put this in perspective for you, since you want to bring up the injury. Uh, the dude was literally the heart and soul of Carolina. Now he's in yeah. San Fran and doesn't have to play the entire time, and he's dude, actually that's, great. So that's why that's I, great. He should be higher than three. I, I mean, no, if, if you look at a lot of the people on this list, I mean, Derrick Henry missed some time for a couple of years. I mean, so did mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure. I think Chubb may miss some time as well. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, obviously Saquon. So that's yeah. Funny. I mean, I mean, look. At the end of the day, though, I still think when you're talking about the running back position. As a, as someone, you know what I mean. I don't know how to explain this. No, you're good. You're good. You don't have to. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know how. You'll you'll kind of see as I'm coming no, into it. So as into the two court. spot, into the two it. spot, I'm gonna go with Nick Chubb. This is a guy that, in my opinion, is the absolute heart and soul of that Cleveland offense that went and overpaid for Deshaun Watson and his massages. Uh, but one way or another, dude, this guy. I mean. Since he's coming into the league, he's been consistent. And that's the biggest thing there for me is the consistency. He's always going for over a 1,000 yards. He's always powering through defensive guys. He knows how to hit the holes. He's a power running back. And that's what I personally love in a running back is a power back. Someone who's going to hit the hole, run you over, like, and he not he's, he doesn't even care about you. Like, And that's what I love. That's the type of guy that he is. And like I said, I mean, even when Cleveland has nothing – they somehow managed to have a run game because Nick Chubb and that offensive line is just so good. They play so well, and Chubb, he's just so consistent. And, I mean, it also helps when Kareem Hunt's backup running back. You have a good one-two combo there, but that won't be the case this year, and we'll see that. And at the number one spot, my boy, I love him. I don't think it should be argued, can be argued, but it will be argued. Derrick Henry at the one spot. I think he is the best running back in football without a question. This is the guy that he will run through anybody he chooses. He possesses incredible size, great speed, and an insane amount of power. He's getting older, so the production, I think, will start to take a toll here soon. But I don't think it's going to take one this year. I still, in my opinion, this is, I mean, this is the best running back in the league. Just last year, he finished with over 1,000 yards. The year before that, he played in only six games. And until week 14, he was the league-leading rusher. Yeah, that, that was crazy. That was insane. And so, and, and you got and that was, and that was the year Taylor won rookie of the year. Like, that was the year Jonathan Taylor won. And it took until week 14. You know what I mean? Like, that in my head, I love that. I love a running back who is the heart and soul of a team. I don't think the team's really that relatively that good. As we've seen, Cleveland's not that good. Tennessee's not that great. But 
when you're the heart and soul of the team as a running back with a position that's not valued anymore in the offense and is so easily replaceable and injury prone, but you can continuously produce and produce and come in there and be like that scary guy and run that offense. That's what gives me that top spot. And that's what Henry and Chubb, I believe, are to their offenses. I think the big thing, like you said, comes running backs are so interchangeable. Like you with your top like five guys, you can probably put them on any single offense and they would probably produce just as much. Um, yeah, do you have any honorable mentions before we move on? I did have one. Okay. DeAndre Swift. No. Taylor Swift? My honorable mention is going to be, and I think we're going to hear a lot more of him this year, Isaiah Pacheco from the Chiefs. He's mm, not a top 10 that. guy. That's he's not a that. top 10 guy right now, but dude, he, he's, he's quick. He's amazing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Best card I had in Madden this past season. Watch out for him, dude. He He's, he's a baller. Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I, I knew once we started getting to these kind of positions that we'd maybe start differentiating on players. Christian, you and I only matched up on one player that we had the exact same spot, and that our least oh, our the same are spot. completely okay. different. I don't think we matched up at all. And I so I have a shot to start off at that's number why 10. I like. Okay. Number 10, I have Alvin Kamara. Um, now he has not put up the numbers he used to with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. But he's still one of the best dual threat backs in the league. He's flirted with some injuries in the past couple of years, but still has averaged four yards a carry with an all right offensive line. He also had 8.6 yards per reception last year. He's no longer the top five back that he used to be in the league. And maybe, yeah. you know, I think it's more of an offensive scheme's fault when you're trying to get Taysom Hill more touches than you are. Hey, easy. easy. I'm just saying. Um, but he's still a top ten in my book. That was be, that was one of Nick's top five tight end right there. Baby. It, it will be it'll be really interesting to see what he does in a new offense. Um, what he does with Derek Carr at the helm. At yeah. number nine, I have Tony Pollard. Um, the Cowboys and Sheriff Dak have a new head deputy with Pollard. Elliot is gone for now because he still hasn't signed with anyone, and rumors have it he may come back. Um, which wouldn't surprise me, but he has been Dallas's best back the last three seasons. I feel they uh, franchise tagged him, which is going to be very interesting to see how that plays out with all the big contracts on that Dallas team. It's going to be interesting to see how they play him, how they, um, how they pay him and how, you know, he's going to do with them. The biggest thing for me is he's not that good in the red zone. And now that you have Elliot gone, it's going to be very interesting to see how he produces when he gets to those red zone downs. Um, he rushed for over a thousand yards last year, a thousand and seven, and had nine rushing touchdowns with 371 receiving yards and three re- reception touchdowns. He had 5.9 yards per carry, which was the highest in the NFL last year. Um, you know, you could ask why he isn't he higher. He is also behind one of the best offensive lines in the league for the past decade. Now the Cowboys have been pulling, like giving great running back seasons over and over. Whether it feels it, like for a lot longer than a decade, man. I mean, what, I mean, you obviously have Evan Smith, but you have like Demarco Murray. You have, um, I think mm-hmm. even McFadden was doing well with them. Yeah, Darren so, McFadden was balling out like, over there. So I mean, Elliot, you saw how he was doing. So I mean, it'll be interesting. You know, they have been interchangeable backs for a decade now. Dallas mm-hmm. may consider using the run game more. Um, hi, Brooklyn. Hi, Brooklyn. Would it do? No. I didn't touch the dishes of scrub daddy. Um, but it'll be I'm interesting. Scrub you, daddy. Scrub, you, my well, daddy. I already said that. I've scrubbed daddy. 
Um, but yeah, and it's gonna be interesting to see they use him more in the run game, especially with Dak's turnover rate, whether or not they can push the ball more on him to get the ball away from Dak a bit more. At number eight, this is the only one Krishna had the same was Aaron Jones. I think he's the most underrated back in all of the NFL and under talk. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact of one, he's sharing the ball with AJ Dillon, and two, he had Aaron Rodgers with him last season. Um, Rodgers, I, I put stunk it up, he didn't stink it up. However, I will say that I did say he was going to throw 11 picks last year, and I got flamed online for it. He threw 12. He threw 12. <laughs> um, he rushed for 1,121 yards last year, 5.3 yards per carry, which was second behind Pollard. He was heavily involved in the pass game, too. He had 59 catches for 395 yards. Um, he has a career, actually, 5.1 yards per carry, which is the fourth most in Super Bowl area in a career. The only thing that holds him back is having to split those carries with Dylan in the backfield. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does with love in that new system. Will he have the same production? I don't know. They may start, you know, yeah, loading the box a bit more to make love pass the ball at number seven. This is going to be high, but I have Saquon Barkley. I do think that he is back. He finally stayed healthy and showed the potential we saw in his first couple seasons. He rushed for a career-high 1,312 yards, which was fourth best in the league. And that was the most since which Giants running back on that Giants franchise? Barber. Rondé Barber. Tiki Barber. Tiki, Tiki Barber. Rondé Sorry, my fault. Yeah, cornerback for the um, box. I know, fuck off. But like Pollard, he is under franchise tag. And the, Gi- and the Giants have already went Star full one. dive into Danny Dimes. So we'll see how that ends up next year when they have to try to actually pay him. Number six, I have Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, he missed six games last year, which hurt him. Nah, However, this was the we had the same spot on this one too, dude. James Taylor. Okay, maybe we had two. Oh, there we go. Or he did miss six games. He rushed for 841 yards, still missing six games. He would have been well on his way to a thousand yards if it wasn't for that. Um, he uh, he had 4.5 yards to carry behind the offensive line, which you know was either injured or was just not that good in general. Uh, yeah. You, I mean, he had Matt Ryan as a QB, and you saw his production dip from Matt Ryan to Carson Wentz. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what he does this upcoming season. You have rookie Richard uh, Richardson up there who runs a lot, so maybe some read options will be implemented. Um, but it may may make it worse for him because maybe people are just going to be expecting the run 24 seven. Um, you know, you go back to his 2021 year when he had over a thousand, I think was 1,800 yards rushing 18 touchdowns. So we'll see if he gets back to that production. I don't know if he will, but it'll be interesting to see. Here, here's the real question, though, about real quick, because you mm-hmm. mentioned Anthony Richardson. Is he going to start week one, or is Minshew starting week one? I don't think – I think Minshew ends up starting Minshew, week one. I don't yeah, think there's he knows any the way you throw him out there. Yeah, he yeah knows the I agree. You paid Minshew to at least start. Dude, the sun yeah. is beating down right on me right now. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I don't think he starts because my biggest thing is, especially with a, a quarterback – I'm going to say running back. I mean, Richardson basically is. But especially as a quarterback – that people weren't so high about. If he comes in way too early and does bad those first couple seasons, there goes the confidence. The The whole entire fan base is going to be like, okay, this guy sucks. Why did we draft him in the first place? Yeah. So I, I think it would be way too early to just throw him out there and let him drown, if anything. Um, I mean, because what's going to end up happening is they're going to have to be, have a very, very basic scheme for him. And that scheme is just going to be run the ball, read option and maybe some bubble screens or some short passes. And I don't think the offense is really set up for short pass offenses. Um, So that'll be more interesting to see what they do with him. They, they, 
picked him at number three, so maybe they have an idea for him. Um, yeah. At number five, I have Austin Eckler. Eckler has le- led the league in touchdowns in um, the last two seasons. He is one of seven backs to do that since the 1970 merger. He is the definition of dual threat running back. This is why I have him so high on this list. He's the second player in NFL history to have multiple years with 10-plus rushing touchdowns and five-plus receiving touchdowns. Can you guys guess who the first one would be? Brian Westbrook. That's a good guess. Jamal Charles. So the answer is going to be Marshall Falk. Um, oh, greatest show on turf, 99. He had 107 catches last year. That is unreal. This is tied Damn. second all-time for a running back behind Christian McCaffrey. Now they also have Kellen Moore, who is now the play caller in L.A., and that may actually boost up his production. He has a great line. He has a great quarterback. And basically, he just needs to want to play. And right now, that's going to be maybe the issue coming out is he may not want to play. He said he wants a contract. He said he wants to leave. So we're going to see whether or not he wants to keep staying in L.A. or not. At number four, we have what we call Nick's penis, Nick Chubb, one of the most versatile backs in recent memories. He is speedy and he has amazing power. He's averaged 3.94 yards after contact per carry which is the most since 2018. That's absolutely insane. Uh, he was second in tackle avoidance last year at 27.5%, only behind Damian Pierce. He was third in rushing yards, 1,525, fifth in yards per carry, and 12 rushing touchdowns last year. The only thing that may hurt him is the fact he's arguably behind one of the best offensive lines in football as well. But I'm not going to put that against him because I think he's a solid running back. Um, we did see Hunt do kind of decent with the offensive line as well, but I do think Nick Chubb has talent like no other when it comes to best backs in this league. At number three, I put Josh Jacobs. Um, I realize not a lot of people may have him this high, especially you have Taylor, you have Chubb, you have Barkley, but Jacob proves day in, day out how viable he is for that offense. Yeah. He led the league yeah. in rushing yards with over 1,600 yards. He rushed for 93 first downs. He had 4.9 yards of carry. He's also the most elusive back in the league. He avoided 103 tackles last year. He may have some efficiency issues. That may be the reason why people may think this is too high. He's not as efficient as the other backs before him. Um, And it's going to be interesting to see how he does this year with Garoppolo. Uh, He is a good back when it comes to running game and passing game. Garoppolo is a facilitator type of offense. That's the type of offense he did run back with the Niners. So that may fit him a little bit more. But it's going to be interesting to see how Garoppolo does in that offense. You do have Devontae Adams to help open up the field just a bit for you. But Garoppolo doesn't necessarily have the arm talent, I feel. And that'll be interesting to see what they do. Again, another trend on this is he's also franchise tagged. So this year, again, something to look forward to next year. Who are they going to pay? I don't know where that money's going to go. At number two, I have the King, Derrick Henry. Damn, okay. He's arguably the best back in the league. Since 2019, he's had three 1,500-yard seasons. I'm sorry, three 1,500-yard, 10 rushing touchdown seasons. This includes a down year that he rushed for 1,538 yards last year. Um, This is during a season where he had three different quarterbacks. He had 4.4 yards a carry, which was his third worst in the career. He's still one of the best backs in football. He has extreme power, although, you know, the Eagles kind of made him a non-factor last year. I just want to throw that in there. But what's going to be very interesting, as we'll talk about, I'm sure, later, Hopkins is going to be a Titan, apparently. 
Apparently Hopkins is going to come yeah. to the Titans, and maybe that will help him out when it comes to loading the box. However, with your quarterback being the issue, who are you going to start? You want to start Dobbs? Are you you want to start you know Tannehill? You want to start Malik Jackson, who you just drafted as like a second or third round of the other year, but decided to get rid of him almost. So that'll be interesting to see as well. And at number one, we have Christian McCaffrey run CMC himself. He played for two teams last year, three different quarterbacks, and still produced tremendously. He was the only guy on a bad Panthers team and went to a stacked Niners team and was still the best option that they had. He is the best dual threat back in the league without question. He helped the Niners out, whether you know this or not. He helped the Niners out when it comes to scoring and when it comes to just winning. The Niners were 3-4 and four before he joined the team. After he joined the team, they were 10-0. and 0. They scored 20.7 points per game before McCaffrey got there. After he got there, 30.5 points per game. He rushed for 1,139 yards last year and eight touchdowns and added 741 yards through the air with five touchdowns. And like Nick said, he threw for a touchdown. He was the most viable person on that offense and the big reason this team was so successful, especially during multiple quarterback changes. Of so course, here's I- the one. I got, a, I got a real question for you then with McCaffrey. All that success mm-hmm. you just You're listed. You're not going to get it in. All of that. Uh, Force it in. What, what is this about to cut off? We have less than a minute. So if you want to say what you want to say for a little bit, we can. I got to gotta call my mom. So I'll be like two seconds late into this next Come chat. On, my mom's going to call Mom's going to call her. Keep that in. <laughs> I'll be feeling it in a bit too. So, David, you got a couple honorable mentions you want to throw in there? Well, yeah, but I think Christian had some things to ask about McCaffrey first. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, to your point, pointing all that out about everything that he produced in, in that offense. Um, you don't think so? Do you think Purdy's not as good as he has been portrayed by the media? I think the reason why I don't think he's as good as portrayed by the media is because of how much talent he does have there. I mean, when you look at him having Debo, him having Ayuk, him having Kittle, him having, you know, Christian McCaffrey and a great offensive line. So Hurts wasn't good? I I don't think Hurts wasn't good, but I just think that Purdy was put in offense that had already proven to show Garoppolo to be some sort of great quarterback. I mean, we didn't get to see much of Lance, so we can't have, we don't have anything to prove there. But when you look at, you know, people like him, people like who was the random guy who came in like last year? Um, Nick something. I forget the Mullins. Mullins. And Mullins was doing well with that team, too. So it's really hard for me to sit here and say that Purdy was that good because of how well he did with the team that was that stacked. The difference that we saw is the only person we really added with the Eagles was A.J. Brown. But we saw the jumps in the arm talent from Jalen Hurts last mm-hmm. year to this year. Yeah, but yeah. let's be let's be honest, dude. Uh, Miles Sanders, nothing against him. He had a really good year, but he's not McCaffrey by any no. means. No. I mean, and what was it? They had uh, the other guy that came back from injury later on in the year too. Uh, Mitchell? Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell too. I mean, come on, man. That's a one-two punch I, right there. I mean, nothing against yeah. Purdy. I mean, I think Purdy played the position well. Is We've seen a bunch of Niners quarterbacks play that position well which is the reason why you see them always in the nfc championship games the past decade i think it's how i well. think it's more coaching and play calling than it is anything else they, well, it's shanahan shanahan's a play caller yeah. there he's a great play caller but when it comes to postseason play calling sometimes he can be a little shoddy as we yeah, saw the, the niners Bowl. the niners are the only team where the quarterback is in the most important position mm-hmm. yeah a hundred percent but so i do have my honorable mentions at first i'll put dalvin cook I wanted to put him on the the list um, just being hurt so much. We haven't got really a full season from him, I feel like, in a while. Um, then I'm going to have the four last-year rookies, as my honorable mentions. 
tremendous running back class we had last year. Yep. We had Brees Hall from the Jets, Kenneth Walker from the Seahawks, <laughs> Damian Pierce from the Texans, and my favorite of the group, Brian Robinson, who is just a monster in Washington, I feel. I, I think they held him back a lot. And obviously, you know, he got shot before the season started. But I hope they give him some more carries to prove himself more. All in all, I feel like it should be said, we'll say this more than once throughout the year, running backs are the most interchangeable position in the league. You have guys who play really well for one single year, and then the next year, they won't do anything. I mean, tell us made the freaking Madden cover. So I, I, would, mean, I would just like to know, you said four rookies and completely left out Pacheco in his rookie year last year, man. That's fucked up. So I, I well no because you already mentioned Pacheco I already told yeah. you I love Pacheco yeah he didn't have to he didn't have to because of that um I guess right. no so guys mine's buckle up you're gonna love this mine oh god this is gonna be shitty completely Flick it or ticket than your guys and you're gonna like my first one at number ten and I felt like I had to put him on here DeAndre Swift he's home okay. he's finally home he's okay. got an offensive line. That's going to help him along with Jalen Hurts. And DeAndre Swift can actually go out and run some screens too. So I look for DeAndre Swift to actually have a really good year this year behind a very good run defense. I mean, look what they did with Sanders. And again, Sanders is good. But I think DeAndre Swift's better than Sanders. And I think I do. I really do. And DeAndre Swift's also playing for his home team. Um, Hopefully, Micah Parsons can do the same thing. But either way, I think DeAndre Swift deserves to be in this on this list. Uh, at number nine, I got Alvin Kamara. Uh, and the the thing is, yeah, the injuries are a problem. He hasn't looked as good as he did in previous years. Um, last year he was hurt. He, you know, he'd play one game, sit a game, play another game. Uh, it was crazy to be a fantasy owner and have Kamara as, as your player because you didn't know what was going to (laughs) happen. Um, but it, it, he's so good when he's on that field. Uh, I mean, he can go out there and like you said, David, you know, he's just dual threat. I mean, he can do it both. He can go out passing. He can go out running. Um, He's just really, really good. Um, Number eight, I got Kenneth Walker. Uh, Oh, okay. And the reason when he was out there, he made such a difference, man. It was unreal watching him out there play. Uh, He can do it all, but really his running game, he's not as big as, you know, Henry and all them, but he can bulldoze some people over too. I mean, I saw it happen. He's, he's good. He's going into his, his second year. I think, I think they're going to rely heavy on him in my opinion, because Gino Smith's not that good. He's not worth well, 30 million. So he's that's not worth what, 30 million. That's what I'll, I'll, I don't want to segue into this. No, you're I've, good. Gino has proven that, you know, and don't, he didn't want to write back or call back whatever it was, but uh, he has, he's been bad and he had a great year last year, but how much of that is because he had a great back, like Walker. He had Noah Fant. He had DK. He yep. had Lockett. I don't want to, I know the offensive line, I don't know. The offensive line played a lot better with Gino than they did with, than they did with Russell Wilson for it's some al- reason. It's almost like they, they knew that they had to protect Gino, whereas Wilson would have, ran out of the pocket and like i don't want to take anything from gino because obviously the turnaround i mean we saw how bad he was with the jets that he played the great year the year last year i just think it may have been a fluke but we'll see so and then um this is where we're kind of on the same page too at number seven i got aaron jones um 
he's he's consistently good. Mm-hmm. And you know, even if Rodgers is having a bad game, he's still going out there and having a good game. Um, he only I think there was only a couple games that were awful for him. Uh, but he also, I think one of them he was hurt. And I just love seeing the fact that Duke can run a wheel route and go out there and just throw yeah. him a bomb and he's catching it. Like, I mean, I love seeing those are my favorite type of running backs to have on a team is that they can do it all and they can go out there and ball out. I know Christian likes his his uh OG I'm running back backs. ran through. Yeah, no, but oh, that's I love, what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's good. And number six, I got Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, seeing what he did last year, he even played quarterback for a little bit, guys. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> wildcat. Um, see the hammer, Danny Jones, pick your poison. Yeah, <laughs> uh, forty million dollars. I think that's <laughs> you have to play Danny now. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Yeah, right. But the thing is, is man, it, it, what what's crazy is they were relying so heavy on him earlier in the season, and they had more success early in the season. Later on, yeah. they stopped going to him, and I don't know why. Do you I think they had him on like a pitch count? Do you think they were worried about injuries, putting that too much workload on him? But if you're on a pitch count, know. why wouldn't that pitch count be like earlier in the season and get him into it, not yeah. heavy, heavy, heavy? Yeah, it because it's the Giants? I don't know. Uh, yeah, they're stupid. The Giants yeah. front office is dumb. <clears throat> They're absolutely stupid, but Saquon Barkley is a unique talent. Um, nobody now you can. I think Nick Chubb might have a beat, but nobody could mess with those quads. Uh, number five, and I was really thrown off because when I was looking at PF the, um, what is it? PFF, your favorite pro football focus, pro, pro football focus, garbage. They had Josh Jacobs like number well, like poopy football number focus. nine or something like that. And to be honest, Dude, after... no, they didn't. Josh Jacobs was four on Pro Football Focus going was into he? this year. Yeah. Are you sure? Because I didn't have a pause. Oh, it was, it was Austin Eckler. It was Austin Eckler. Yeah, Eckler was not. Um, but Josh Jacobs, man, uh, he same place he I had good. him on my list. He was good. I I can't I can't argue with what he focus. what he did <laughs> what he did. I mean, averaged over four yards a carry. Um, they relied heavily on him later on when they found out that Derek Carr's really not that good um you know and Derek Carr's a baller what are you talking about we'll see with the saints looks like Although, I feel off like of total drama island I, I nothing against red throw and adams i think they're both really good but i can't uh, wait to adams see is overhyped i can't wait to see what he really that's interesting really with a lot we'll of talk about that next week <laughs> he's yeah. not top three wow he's not top three. um number four I got probably the best dual threat running back in Austin Eckler. Um, dude's crazy. You think Eckler's better dual threat than McCaffrey? I do. I do. Let him cook. Um, and, and it's nothing against McCaffrey. I love McCaffrey, dude. McCaffrey's like one of my favorite. Wonder why. Uh, but, you know, Austin Eckler, he goes out there and he performs every every single game. It seems like he's always going out there and putting up numbers. Uh you know, always combining for a hundred yards, you know, over a hundred yards, really, which is unreal. It's not fair for you know great fantasy saying, numbers. Exactly. I was about to say, you know, if you it could be your first pick if you if you're in the top five. Yeah, and if you want to join, you know, our fantasy league that we're gonna do, hey, 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 hey. there you go. Yeah, you have a chance to win fifty dollars. Lincoln bio, Lincoln bio. Uh at number three. I got Derrick Henry. 
Ooh. Ow. L, wow. L, 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 L take, bro. You don't like it. No, it's not. It's not. Um, I think you're going to see a huge dip in production this year. Uh, uh, I think he's going to be hurt. They're going to be relying way too heavy on him. He's going to get hurt, and he's not going to be the same guy. Um, you, go ahead, Christian. You want you want to say I something? Think it's, I think it's. I think. I just want to say. I just want to say that when we first started this off with power rankings, like on one of our first episodes, mm-hmm. and we placed a bet. And mm-hmm. I said, I think Kyler Murray's going to get hurt about week three or four. You hopped on here and were like, bro, that's so fucked up. Why no, do you that think was, he's going to get that hurt? That was me. Why do you think? That was yeah, that was him. Because I was yeah. about to just say, I, I don't know how you can go don't, and be like, oh, he's going to get hurt in the middle of the season. Don't don't right? come at me like that. I didn't say that. Uh, well, you just did. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't tell it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, yo, screw off, man. Um, screw off. The thing on. is, is. The 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 three that I have here are interchangeable. I mean, I could have really done one A, one B, and one C and cheated like David did. <laughs> um, but I, I just think out of the three, he's my least favorite. Um, at number two, I got Christian McCaffrey, and he's he's my favorite running wow. back to watch. I mean, he can do it all. He can run. He can he can. Pass, he can catch. Somebody who really has been slobbing on pro football focus. Maybe, maybe he should uh maybe should go out there and try playing defense. He might might uh go out there and get some interceptions. Who knows? <laughs> um, but dude's such a baller. He can do it all. Uh like him there. I think I think you're gonna see a little more production out of him this year now that he knows fully about that offense. So I think he's gonna get a little more with the Niners, a little more playing time. Um, but number one. It's it's Nick Chubb. Nick's Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. I'm telling you, man, that that guy. And even he was putting up number numbers like all like every single season. And he's had Kareem Hunt there too, taking away some of the touches that, in my opinion, he should have had. Uh, and you know, I I don't know, man. Now he has Deshaun Watson for a full year. I think you're only going to see him be even better this year. Uh, barring any injury, I'm gonna throw that out there. Um, and I purposely kept Tony Pollard off this list, guys. Yeah, I do. Well, you uh, just because we called you out for putting two Dallas people at number one, the so you had to keep him off yeah. this list. I had, I had to. We yeah, see, we see the games you're playing. Poison. We see the games yeah. you're playing. And with that, I'll segue into my honorable mention. Yeah, bring it in. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's behind one of the best lines in football. But you can't argue with the stats he was putting up, and he was he they were splitting carries all year. He was splitting carries with Elliot. Uh, Elliot, trash, garbage. Like I smelly it. He's so bad. I'm so glad that he can't be as cocky as he used to be. Hoo hoo, because he's not going to be on the field. Um, That's why he's so chunky? He's eating all that cereal. Yeah, <laughs> but Tony, yeah, Ball, right. man, I mean, kudos to you. You had a great year last year, and you deserve to be the number one guy there. Um, but hey. It is what it is. But David, before we get any further, um, I really yes. want to. I really want to get into this, uh, and then it's going to segue into what I want to talk about. Is um, yeah. what was what was your bet of the week? Listen, I love Ricky Fowler. I said Ricky Fowler was going to win. Man, I should have said Rory, uh, but Ricky Fowler, you know, did not win. Nick said I could have put him in the top five. I don't even think he made the top five. It was um, top ten. Yeah, I mean, he did really well. He did really well. He just didn't do amazing. Um, that being said, I uh, <laughs> have some nice 
blazing wings from my favorite restaurant, Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, and so I will pleasure you guys with my torture, my tongue yes. torture, and maybe even later my bowel torture. Maybe I'll send you guys a video after this. Did you see, oh, you see what's we, going on? We agreed. We agreed. No, no, no. We said we couldn't ago. show the poop. Show pictures. As long as you it, don't yes. show the poop, I send you guys videos of this me is very, all this the time. Is very, so it's true. great. Very true. Very true. This is a very uh, this was a very true combo we, we had. Found a loophole in this system. It's the poophole um, loophole. <laughs> hey, since since we're looking at that, and you know that was your bet of the week, it's gonna segue me into segue into. My Are they spot. boneless? I told him he could get boneless, so he can eat them faster. Yeah, they're What's still up with hot? us going soft on David, man. I don't like this. Oh no, I don't know which one Who's I'd rather soft? have. I mean, that's pretty bad. David, nah, you, dude, might burn, eat, you might want to eat. You might want to eat it faster. Yeah, bro, you really might want to eat it faster. Like, that that burns your kick. Ooh, just keep going. Just keep he's going. slowing down. He's slowing down. You oh no! Go. You just gotta go for it, man. I have a canker sore. Oh no! You do you really? That's awful. Oh, that's even worse. Keep going. <laughs> You're almost done. <laughs> the, pain, the pain is is gonna suck i will say but that's gonna get us into subpar man um this is the 151st british open uh now it's called the the open um, um it is the oldest tournament in sports and it's one of my favorite to watch uh it is being played at royal liverpool um quick trivia do you know the last person to win the Claret Jug at Royal Liverpool? Tiger Woods. Rory. And I think David probably looked this up. It was Rory back in 2014. But Tiger uh, Woods was the last person. Don't worry, Christian. Yes, you were close. Um, but, oh. you know, the, <laughs> we're looking at pretty good temperatures going into this. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> Not it's really like hot. <laughs> Not like David, but uh, I really hated this because I was trying to check the weather and everything like that. I freaking hate it. Either we need to change or they need to change. It's going to be an average of about 16 degrees Celsius for this tournament. I had to do the math. That's going to average out to be around 60 degrees, which is going to – and it's going to be primarily dry. It's not going to be much rain. Yep. It looks it, like it's going to be a very – Good tournament. That's how Nick likes it. Primarily, just remember dry. the exchange rate is nine over five times Celsius plus thirty-two. <laughs> so yeah, I really had to pull out my math on this and figure that out. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but guys, this field's packed. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this field is absolutely packed. Um, I, I will say what's crazy is Rory's the front runner, and I get it because he just won last week. Uh, and he's won it at this place, but I don't think Rory's going to be the guy to get it done. Um, my main guy, and I've probably said this way too many times, is Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland, he needs to win a freaking major, and David needs some milk. Um, yeah, and some Tums. Watch out, watch out for Ricky Fowler too. Uh, he's finally coming back. He almost won. Uh, one of the Claret Jugs back in the day, but unfortunately lost to Tiger Woods. Go figure. Poor guy. Um, that guy was pretty good. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. That guy's pretty good. But also, he's not I like, bad. I also like Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood's another one that you got to look out for. And of course, you have Scotty Scheffler. Uh, what's crazy is, you know, there's pop punkers. You're going to get some trouble. Um, even the fescue is going to be pretty rough. But all around, that's really all you have to worry about. It's not going to be anything like on like any crazy things happening. Just, you know, keep the ball in play. Um, so, yeah, Hovland's going to be my guy I'm going for. Uh, but I also like my boy Jordan Spieth, as always. That's my boy. Bring it home. David, do you have anything to say on this? Yeah. So, like you said, Rory's a bear going in. However, he hasn't won a major in nine years. And I think that continues here. Um, I think Speed, <laughs> I think Speed will actually continue to struggle here. Like I'm struggling now. Um, I'm starting. I'm actually crying right now. <laughs> I think Fowler, who is tied for the third best odds to win, will play well. But my pick to win this week is Brooks Kepka. Woo! I have a top five. My Bro- Brooks Kepka number one. Number two is my dark horse. I have Tyler Hatton. <clears throat> At number three, I have Ricky Fowler. Then I have Rory, and then at number five, I have Cameron Smith, and that's who I have as my top Cameron, five. Cameron Smith is a great pick. And guys, if you're going to put a bet out there, this is what David or this is what Christian's going to like. Um, Cameron Smith is plus 1500. Not a bad one. To take. Not a bad one. To big take. money. That's 10 into 150 right there, boys. Yep. So, not a bad one. That's math. Why couldn't you do that in school, Christian? Because no, it's just like it's just like the episode of the the office when they were talking about um salads or like pies uh and he uh what's his name Kevin could do math when he was doing with pie but it's like that with Christian in betting he knows that because he he bets so much he knows those odds but regular math like if you were to ask him what 1500 plus 1300 would be he wouldn't know that off the top of the head like he would 2800 1500 2800. Yeah, he, <laughs> oh, I coughed. <laughs> uh, Speaking of, you want a, a little segue there? The guy who plays Kevin in the office is actually a really good golfer. So he is. He is. I think he's about a. He's a single digit handicap, I believe. I re, I think. I think he's a single digit oh, handicap. My, my tongue's handicapped right now. Uh, Christian, you have anything you wanna you wanna throw in there? Do you have anyone you wanna talk about? Who you got? Yeah. Um. Did you guys see Steph Curry had a hole-in-one? Oh, you want to bring in that? He did have a hole-in-one. and He's a very good golfer. He's a scratch golfer, just so you know. That's okay. up. You um, don't have anything to say about the British Open? You don't have any? Oh, any you want me to say something about the British Open? Yeah. They're going to lose. British haven't won anything ever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fair, fair enough. Fair Dang enough. right, they they blew a thirteen colony lead. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh. Uh, so guys, that's gonna we're gonna do this real quick. Just a quick segment. Um, we're gonna do our little power rankings going into it after the All Star break for the MLB. Uh, Christian, you got you got any you want to bring in there? I just want to make sure we were we were only rolling with top five, correct? Yeah. Yeah, We're wrong. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Here's what I want to say real quick. As I was looking over this and, and deciding where I want my power bank to be. Spots number four, three, two, and one. I feel maybe they can be interchanged. But though, in my opinion, these are the top four guys. The five spot, though, when I came to realize this, and I'm telling you all this so I can give you more 
reason why I picked this this team specifically. But once you come into the five spot of power ranks in the MLB, a lot of the teams are clumped together. Once you get out of the top four best teams in ball, a lot of the teams that are still contending are all very close record-wise, very close in production-wise, all together. So at the five spot, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Uh, and the whole reason I have them here is right now they are the leaders in their division. Uh, but this roster is insanely stacked. I mean, if they decide they all want to come to play, they have a roster that's as good as any anyone else in baseball. The bats are there. I mean, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts highlight that entire lineup. And those are two amazing hitters and great players to have in the field. Uh I feel like, you know, with all the money that they spent, they should be in the top five someplace. Uh, and as of right now, I'm going to have them at the five. At the four, excuse me, at the four spot, I'm going to roll with the Rangers. Uh, they continue to be hot. They've stayed hot all season, in my opinion, in a very surprising season. They don't have DeGrom for the rest of the year anymore, which I thought would have proven to be very, very difficult for them. But they continue to ma- be able to manage and, you know, have the bats make up for the missing pitching. Um, I mean, this is a team that I think is going to be able to make a hard, good playoff run. Uh, and I mean, I don't know, dude, the team, huh? (laughs) I said, you make me hard. Oh, thank you. At the three spot, I'm going to roll with the red hot Oreos. Yes, sir. The Orioles. That's a good one. I'm going to go with the Orioles at the three spot here, man. Um, They've been playing a lot higher than I think any one of us expected. In my opinion, they're probably the biggest surprise to me in all of ball this year. I didn't see them being this good, and they are. I mean, second place in their division, only behind the Rays, which, I mean, the Rays are top two team in ball. Um. But it's all there. The pitching starting to fall into place for them. The hitting has been there for them. Adley Rutschman's a great player for them. What's up, bro? Baller. Yeah, uh, how many games back do you think they are of the race off the top of your head? I want to say they're only one game back, aren't they? They're exactly one game back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. So they're one game back. I mean, this is a team that could take the division from the race. And at the end but, of the day, about but hold three on, weeks ago. Hold on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. They're one game back. Tampa Bay has 60 wins. They have 57. Yeah. I know it's the amount of losses. It's the amount of games they've played. That, does that make sense? Yeah, Tim has a lot of closures. You, you know, get, they play in a dome stadium, but you, yeah. <laughs> they get you get a half a game for like. You, does that make sense? Like, the, yeah, I got you. Yeah, the way the game back so works weird. are so stupid. I understand so, why, but it's so weird. Yeah, but go ahead, finish what you were saying. Coming in at the two spot, obviously the team we just said it's going to be the Rays. Uh, I believe now they have the second best record in baseball, not the best record in baseball anymore. But one way or another, best record or not, this team is a very good team all around, every position. They play well on the field. They do well at the dish. The pitching's okay. They don't really seem to have too many weak spots. Uh, and I think they're poised 100% to make a deep playoff run. However, I don't think they'll make a deep playoff run. They'll be out in the first round. Ooh. And at the number one spot, as David brought it up about four weeks ago, this is 100% the best team in baseball. I'm going to have to go with, sadly, the Atlanta Braves. I mean, their pitching is immaculate right now. Their hitting's on fire. Um, Ronald Acuna is one of the top two best players in baseball right now. I mean, this team this team's on fire. They're firing on all cylinders. They're I'm way ahead. Fire. Hey, let them, yeah. let them cook. 
because come come October, things change. I know. Come October, my name's change. October. Well, yeah. So I'd be curious to see how it goes. I mean, I don't know if, if the Braves are going to be able to make the play good. You know, long playoff run. I hope to God that they don't. But we'll see what happens. But one way or another, right now they are the best team in ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty decent list. Um, at number five, though, I'll have the Texas Rangers. They're still one of the best hitting teams in ball. They lead the division by only three games now, but they still have the best run differential in MLB with a plus 159. They need to solidify pitching just a little bit, especially since DeGrom is gone. And they'd be a dangerous team after that. The reason to have them lower is because they are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. And the next one at number four, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. Wow. Another team with an amazing young bats you just need more steady pitching to be a giant threat. They are six games back of the first of first in the best division in baseball. The reason they are higher than the Rangers is because they are eight and two in the last ten games. They are a young team who could be a problem within the next three to five years. They solidify gold positions and somehow keep their players. At number three, this is going to be the surprising one. I have the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays okay. were arguably the best team for most of for almost all of the first half of the season. They still boast an impressive plus 152 run differential. However, they've fallen off in the last month, um, which, you know, is saying something. They were the first to 50 wins by a long shot, but they've slowed down. They're three and seven in their last 10 games. You can argue they play tough opponents, sure, but to be the best, you got to beat the best. So if that's going to be the argument there, that's going to be the only issue. Number two, I have the Baltimore Orioles. They may be the hottest team in baseball right now. They, unlike the Pirates, have proven the early season play was not a fluke. They have a young team that is exciting to watch. They are now only one game back of Tampa in the division, which is crazy to think about. They have won eight straight games coming off of back-to-back sweeps against the Twins and the Marlins. You know, two teams who aren't that shabby. They will need to survive the gauntlet of the division that they're in. Where the Yankees see themselves in the last place in the division, even though they're 50 and 44. So that's absolutely insane. Sorry, I have like st- I love flipping my mouth right now. That's okay. Number one, did not change from the last time we talked about it. The Atlanta Braves. I said the last yeah. time they were the best team in baseball, and I think they have more than proved that in the last month or two. They have the most wins in the league now. They are three games ahead of the best team in the entire majors. And they led their division by they lead their division by nine point five games. Even when the second place team is eleven games over five hundred, um, they have some of the best bats combined with some nasty pitching options as well. They are going to be scary this postseason. And as much as it hurts me to say it, I do think the postseason goes through Atlanta this year. I, they are the team to beat, so they better come and play. And of course, before Nick talks, honorable mention. I have some honorable mentions to talk about. The Dodgers and Giants are neck and neck in that division, both playing good baseball recently. Giants only 1.5 games back after the Corbin Carroll team has let us down. They have lost four straight games. Um, And the Brewers are also looking good right now. They won the series against the Reds and now two games up in the NL Central and won seven of their last 10. I love it. So I'm going to do something a little different here, guys. I'm going to do. My one through four, and I'm saved number five for last. Um, so at number four, I got the Rangers. Put the Phillies at the five spot. I got the Rangers. Uh, simply put, they they're one of the best hitting teams in baseball. If they can get their pitching going, I mean, they won the other day. What did they put up like uh 13 runs or something the other yeah. day? Yeah, I think that was the game we picked too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and so they they can hit. I mean, that's why they're a top five team right now. It's definitely not pitching. Pitching is awful. Uh, plus, they lost their ace for their entire year. Um, at number three, I have the O's. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball. They had a miserable, you know, start or in June. Their June wasn't great, but now July's hitting and they're just on fire. Uh, they're doing what the Phillies pretty much did in June and July. Uh, love what the pitching's coming around, batting's coming around, and one of my favorite catchers on that team. Love him. Uh, you know, I he probably one of the better catchers in uh the AL. We'll say I that mean, he could arguably be the best catcher in the AL. Could so. be, could be. Uh, at number two. And this has nothing against it because they're right there. Only one game back from the Braves. So the best record in baseball is the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, they 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 were the best team, but they just fell apart. They fell apart and they, you know, they got swept. Uh, thank goodness by the Phillies. Um, you know, they what did they lose two out of three to the Royals? Uh, which is yeah, they didn't do good. well against the Royals. Uh, not good, not gonna get it done, and that's why you're number two right now. Yeah, the number the, one, I think they played the Braves too, and they lost that series against the Braves. They right lost the that. series two to the yeah, two to two out of three there. Number one, this one you definitely can't argue. There's no way you can argue the Braves are the best team in baseball right now, all around hitting, pitching. All of it, fielding. It's just unreal. Like I don't know what they have going on there, but they're they're on fire, and I hope they lose that. I hope they lose that for sure. Um, but like I said, I was gonna save number five for last. And Christian, you're right. It's the Phillies. What they are have the best record in baseball since June first. They're twenty three and nine. Okay. They are absolutely on fire. The pitching is okay. still a little iffy, but the starters are getting a little better. Once Ranger Suarez gets back to normal, I see them even better. I Ranger Suarez is still not the guy that we're used to seeing. I mean, I I yeah. saw he missed a routine pop up right to him. Uh, he let a ball a couple times already go between his legs. I look for him to come around and finally get some fire lit under his ass and come out there and pitch. Oh, well, oh that's good timing right that there. Was great <laughs> time. uh, Zach Wheeler is pitching great now. Nola is pitching great right now. Um, Suarez is crazy enough. The worst one right now. Walker's pitching great. So, and they're just, they're hitting. I mean, obviously they're going to hit Schwarber. You're letting us down. You finally got your home run, but you're letting great. us down. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm sitting on that. Uh, and you know, you want to say honorable mention, I mean, I have to put the Dodgers up there. I, it's kind of hard not to put the Dodgers up there. They're, there's yeah. one of the hotter teams too. Um, it's just crazy. Uh, you know, honesty, you could really have any honorable mention being anyone in the AL East right now. Uh, every single one of them, yeah. worst record, worst record in baseball for that for that division is fifty and forty four. Yeah, I think it's tied uh, between both the Red Sox. Who's and last Yanks. place in that division? Oh, yeah, yeah. Least, yeah Yanks Red and Sox, Red Sox. Yankees. Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, Cardinals, or not Cardinals, fucking Orioles. Damn it! Yeah, yeah, I yeah so, Wrong bird I mean, team. Also, crazy. we use the F word. Yeah, there's number two, man. <laughs> Come on now. I actually, to be fair, I had number one today, so. <laughs> I had... Well, no, he's that was number two for him. So number yeah, three total. Yeah. Come on, guys. I, I, I will. Didn't, I, Nick, you might as well just drop one now. At this point, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Lost the ratings. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy, man. But uh, that's, that's going to get us into our certified baller of the week. Certified baller of the week. Who is calling me? Oh, I can't, I can't answer that. Certified baller of the week is it's my Nick. spam caller. Um, yeah, right now nah, it's actually it's my roommate. Not nah. my certified baller of the week, and oh, I hate doing certified. I don't hate doing certified baller right now, but it's hard doing certified baller right now because you really can only choose, in my opinion, a lot of MLB guys unless some other crazy news breaks in the world of sports. But right now, though, one way or another, my certified baller of the week is going to be Rojas of the Phillies. Uh. Came up okay. and made his MLB debut this year or uh, this past week in the bigs. And his first inning in the bigs, he makes an amazing play in center field and also goes three from four from the dish. I'm not going to sit here and say the kid's going to be a future star or an all-star one day, but I know it has to feel great to be able to come out and on your first time ever on the biggest stage in the sport that you've grown up playing to come out and not only produce, but shine, go three for four, bat a 750 right there and make a great play in, in the outfield and ha- shoot for that double play. I know that feeling has to be amazing. Not everybody, you know, does that with their very first time. And it's also hard, I would like about to say to do in your very first time in a game. So shout out him. That's my certified baller for the week. Good pick. You're muted. Me? Nick is. Oh. Nick, you're muted. He knows. Hold on. Oh. Should we just like David, you can uh you can you can go. Yeah, I you didn't have my... to wait for me. You didn't have to I... wait for me. I, yeah, so obviously you guys know I have an honorable mention for my certified baller. And I'm gonna start us off with a little story here. You know, sometimes you're dealt a rough hand in life. You have to work for everything you got. You're born in the hardship, have a rough upbringing. But sometimes God gifts you with the best hand in life. You get born into an NBA all-star family. You become the best shooter of all time with four rings to show. You have your own TV show, sponsorship, shoes, and then you complete side quests. Stephen Curry is my certified baller. (laughs) Stephen Curry is living the dream right now. Love it. He won the American Century Championship. He's the first active athlete to have won that in 23 years. He won it on a nice, a really nice eagle putt. That I mean, it would have it from distance too, and not to mention he got a hole in one in 152 par three on Saturday. Now we all know he got some big money from this. Uh, he won 125 thousand dollars, which we know he so desperately needed. Um, he is a splash brother for a reason, uh, and he is obviously my certified baller. Nice. I just wish. I wish I could just be going out there and it's like having four rings and then be like oh, get terminal play. cancer then you can make a wish i wish to live oh okay <laughs> that's crazy so guys what do we got for our deflated baller christian you got one real quick yeah i do what you don't have a certified no I, you're the only one that's supposed to do a certified yeah, he has an honorable mention certified i, I have to i'm the honorable mention okay. guy my deflated baller of the week goes out to none other than the Padres bullpen as a whole. As a Philly fan, this makes me very happy. And as a baseball fan, it also makes me very happy to see it's not just my Phillies bullpen that blows leaves. Yeah, that's what's in. That's what I was just oh, <laughs> that's what's in. Yes, bro. Look, in a four-game series against the Padres, or against the Phillies, I'm sorry, against the Phillies, the Padres came out and won one of them. 
I should mind you that the Padres led first in all four games. Not only to note that, but in two of the four games, and these are two of them that they lost, they led three to nothing at one point in the game. And then come in and your bullpen blows you at all just so you lose the series entirely on one or three to one. I mean, it sucks, happens, but at the end of the day, go fuck yourself, San Diego. I mean, (laughs) yeah, you look more like Ron Jeremy than Ron Burgundy. But I will say, like, you know, we may call them the Padres, but the Padres call the Phillies daddy because I mean, I just feel like like that's what's in. That's what's in. (laughs) I just feel like they can't win against the Phillies. I'm glad for it. Swing of their life. I feel like my time's really going down to silver and brown. That's, <laughs> That's what's, what's in. in. <laughs> Absolutely goofballs. So yeah. And that's why I got things to clean up my anus infection. Anyways, what were we saying? <laughs> why? Um, at, at, that's why we shouldn't take breaks. And it's um, his rheumatoid yeah, arthritis. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my deflated baller, you know, sometimes you have to take accountability for your actions, and I will do that. Well, also taking Christian down with me. Christian and I are going to be the deflated ballers of the week for me. We were talking what? mad crap about Kyle oh. Schwarber, <laughs> saying that the team needs to get rid of him. He is doing nothing. <laughs> The batting average is not worth the home runs. What does he do the next three days? Three home runs in three games and two days, really, and seven RBIs yeah. in those games, including a walk-off sack fly. Um, it you know it is only four games out of the All-Star break, but since coming back from the break, he's five and eighteen, five and eighteen, which is a two seven eight average, not too bad. However, he has striked out six times as well. Um, he is now batting at point one eight nine, so maybe we'll see him slowly climb Let's up to the Mendoza line. One eighty nine is that what he's batting? Yeah. What he said? Even after all, all right. that, he's batting one eighty nine. I still don't know the strikeouts are worth not getting on a base, but he does have twenty five homers, which is six best in the league this year. But he did shut us up this week, so I had us as our deflated huh. ballers this week. I yeah. absolutely I love. That. I love that you guys. Gave yourselves the deflated baller. I oh, love I it. I gave us the deflated. <laughs> you, you should, as, as, hey, as you should. So my deflated baller of the week, and I love this pick, guys. <laughs> Mine is the New York Giants. Ooh, you sign one of the dumbest contracts with Danny Jones, giving the dude forty million dollars a year. Yet your franchise guy in Barkley wants to be signed to a, a deal. And the first deal, both deals were about 12, 12 and a half million a year annually. Yes, I know you guys are going to say, you know, that's kind of high for a running back. But in my opinion, when that's your franchise guy that's been running your offense the entire time and you can't come to a deal that works for him. And now he's arguing about setting out. I mean, he's franchise tagged for this year and they're trying to franchise tag him for next year. Twenty two point two million for the two seasons total. It's not what are you doing, Giants? Like without Saquon, who's gonna who's gonna be a running back? You're screwed. Yeah. And and literally he tweeted today, Saquon tweeted today, it is what it is. Dude's pissed. Dude's pissed. Yeah. And you guys, you guys royally screwed the fucking pooch. Yeah, we all use one today. <laughs> I, had to, I had to. I had to. Um, no, I, I like that a lot. We've talked about it. You know, for some reason the Giants decided they wanted to pay Danny Dimes that much money 
And we're really screwed over the whole entire quarterback market because then, like, you saw Jalen Hurts and Lamar. We're like, wait a minute, like he's been paid what now? Yeah. And and so you you decide you want to put your your quarterback that high. I would understand quarterbacks an important position, but Saquon was that guy for them. It made no sense for them to decide to pick Danny Dimes over that because there's probably a bunch of other quarterbacks that could have got and free agency or even through the draft if they really wanted to, that they could have replaced him with, but they didn't. Yep. So I don't know. You, what could have, you probably, you probably could have paid less for Derek Carr. And I think Derek Carr is a better option than Damian Jones. I a hundred percent agree. I and agree. you know, Gettleman sucks. I mean, a lot of people say how much Gettleman needs to sell that team just because he's terrible at what he does. But I mean, if yeah. the, the giants suffer, you know, that's more joy for me. Yeah, that's for all they want. Yeah, Absolutely. Love to see that. Absolutely. So, uh, Christian, last segment of the day, man. Hot take of the week. What you got? My hot take of the week is by the end of the week, the Philadelphia Phillies will be in sole possession of the number one spot of the wild card. That's okay. Not, that's not really <laughs> – that's not too hot, but I like it. I was, I was like, in division, they're going to make up a 10 and a half games <laughs> no, in seven no, days. Wild card spot. I mean, it's I, guess it's not, I guess it's not – crazy hot but right now they're not even in the playoffs i mean they're only one game out of sole possession from the one spot but the three teams above them are all also fighting for that one spot and yep. right now the Phil- the phillies are there in last place of those of the four teams them and three others so i think they make the dog i then uh i saw i wrote down too that they play the brewers this next series uh if you can win two out of three then you're instantly already into the three spot of david the pick the card. brewers to win every single game please well, they they yeah. know it now. They know it now. They're not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like I like that, Christian. Uh, David, what do you got? Yeah, so we'll do this one because we've been talking about it for like three weeks. I think Damian Lillard will be a member of the Miami Heat by the end of the week. The asking price is high. It they is. want Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and a plethora of first round picks. But I think the Heat feel they are in win now mode. I, I feel like they will ruin their future for a chance at glory right now. Dame, Jimmy, and Bam would be a filthy big three, and I feel like they would complement each other pretty well too. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, oh, I heard they're trying to make like some crazy deal where there's like four teams involved too. Like it's unreal. Like <clears throat> Sixers are involved, the Clippers are involved. Maybe we can like... get Spolstra. <laughs> would y'all would y'all take would y'all take Kawhi for Embiid? No, no. What about Kawhi for Harden? Uh, we have yes. Mobamba now. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, it's true. Mobamba. Now we can. Now we can sing the song. What? And I'm gonna, gonna, gonna. <laughs> but uh, guys, you know, you know, my one of my favorite sports to play is golf. So I'm but, gonna keep but. it in that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it in that. Um, I say Victor Hovland will finish in the top five this week at the British Open. I know you're saying, "Wow, that's not too crazy." But top five in a major is really hard to do. So I got him going in the top five. He plays phenomenal during majors. The dude needs one. This is one of my favorite guys to watch. The dude's always in a happy mood. Always, always sunny. Always sunny in Philadelphia and not got a dude's mm-hmm. mind. Um, I'm the trash man. But I, I want to see him. I want to see him get there and get it done. But, hey, that's it, guys. That's it. That's what's in, boys. That's what's in. And like we said, we do have a fantasy football league we want to do. At some point, we'll make the draft date, but you'll get $50 if you win. So that's that's a lot of change. That's that's 200 gumballs. That's yeah. a lot hey, of gumballs. Top. Yeah, and we're doing, we're doing a few different leagues too, guys. Um, you know, 12-team leagues. 
love it all you have to do is you know, subscribe to the channel and uh comment down there with your your email and we'll get you going we have merch we have merch you know if you were in tampa or miami you could have had this but instead you guys suck you won't have that we have merch in the merch shop you want to subscribe you want to do anything go to christian's house and we'll, we'll give his we'll give his address right now you can go to christian's house and say hi to him yeah yeah look little added bonus uh next 10 subscribers you're also going to get a free subscription to all three of our only fans as well uh for the next 10 subscribers so hit that subscribe button i have you know, some gnarly feet pics for you guys don't worry Dude, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on feet finder but that's okay that's okay all right guys we'll see you later on this week hey enjoy the enjoy the week later Go fuck yourself san diego okay that's the that's the Spinning knowledge of flair, he breaks down the stats with a voice smooth like air. Christian's a funny guy, bringing laughter and joy. He got the jokes unlocked, no one can destroy. Read the analysts, break down the X's and O's. He sees the game differently, like nobody knows. Together, unite, forming a podcast dream team, making waves in the industry, fulfilling their scheme. Highlight taking pockets, we taking over the scene. We drop dubs and chugs within the sports dream. From a hot takes to deep dive, it's a winning regime. Come join the hype, we're not just blowing.